Welcome to Accounting High. To purchase Bing Enterprise Chat. And for $5 a month, you get the GPT-4 engine, which is what I was just talking about, can do math and stuff like that. You get a little bit saltier of an interface. Like this interface has, like if chat GPT is like a golden retriever, Bing Chat is like your cat. But your data stays inside of your organization. And so you can have like long, robust conversations about all of your feelings about your clients. And it does not get trained into the model. Byron's so dogs you, did not like this, this, this comment. It yeah. was the cat comment. I that know it was. May I have your attention, please? From cloud accountancy way back to desktop accounting advisory and tech apps adopt went solo with the rap scotty's still the same raleigh is the spot where i edutain like share connect comment follow this and subscribe to our podcast next one we drop because you know it don't stop it's 24 7 on the accounting highlight TikTok clips don't watch just some shitty tax talk cleaning up accounting with a bucket and a mop then we lean back and nod because the class is about to start at accounting high scotty okr We have an all-star cast for you today, folks, starring Scott Scarano, Ashley Francis, Keelit Hill Chwaywick, Byron Patrick, and Corey Cornier. We're going to have a problem here. Hello, everyone, and welcome. My name is Chris, and I'll be your moderator for today. It's titled AI Horror Stories, Shining a Light on the Dark Side of AI. Scott, the attorneys are ready, and the floor is all yours. Welcome, students. Thank you for joining us for the first ever Accounting High Assembly. This is dope. We're going to be talking about the AI horror stories. We have some horror stories for you. We are aware that 80% of accountants aren't using AI. So we're here to go under the bed and shine a light under the bed to show you that there's nothing to be afraid of. But we have some stories anyway. If we scare you, I apologize. Parental advisory, I am not going to slip up today. This is going to be very professional. So can we introduce our esteemed faculty at Accounting High? I'm going to start with Byron Patrick, the man behind the Accountant Bracket Challenge. Byron, you're the IT department at Accounting High. You run the backbone of Accounting High. Please introduce yourself. (laughs) <laughs> awesome. Uh, hello, everybody. Thanks so much for joining Byron Patrick, CPA, VP of Client Success at B3 Method Institute, among 97 other things that I do all around the profession, mostly related to technology. So super amped to hang out with this cool crowd today and uh, talk to you all. Dope. Corey Knoyer from Kenosha, Wisconsin. I'm just kidding. He's Let me just introduce you. Corey is our computer science department faculty at Accounting High. Stay tuned for some upcoming features with Corey. But Corey also hails from the great state of Rhode Island. And go ahead and introduce yourself, Corey. Yeah, not Wisconsin. Corey Taylor, VP of Corporate Development at GrowPod, and also one of the co-founders of Streams, where we focus on custom automated workflows for other accounting firms. So a lot of my focus has been on tech, taking a step back from like technology and automation and AI. It's really focused on like workflow optimization and how we work with other accounting firms and identify just the best process. So I think today is a perfect topic. All right. And we have another beautiful AI expert, Miss Ashley Francis of Seattle, Washington, and a substitute in our home economics department as the founder of Kitchen Table Automations. Ashley Francis, please introduce yourself. Hi, everyone. So I'm the only person representing the West Coast. Um, I'm going to try to hold it down <laughs> for us today against the all the four East Coasters. But I am the owner of a tax practice in Seattle, and I provide 
tax and compliance and planning to ultra high net worth individuals, trusts and estates. And then like Scott said, I also created Kitchen Table Automations, which is like a blog letter that talks about a little bit of AI, a little bit of Microsoft, a little bit of automation. And then there's some classes on there that make AI a little bit less terrifying or annoying to learn. So that's that's me. All right. And we have our social studies department faculty head and inspiration to me. She's a shining star. Keela's here to represent the people. She's not here as an expert on AI. She's just here to represent the everyday firm owner, Keela Hill. Trawick, please introduce yourself. Hi, everybody. Yes, I am here to represent you all. Um, I am not an expert in this. I've got my toe in a little bit, but I'm excited to hear what everybody has to share about the ways that this can go wrong. My name is Keila Hill Trawick. I run Little Fish Accounting, which is an accounting firm for professional service providers with one owner and tiny teams. We really focus on the idea that you don't have to be big to be successful and taking care of our clients in a holistic way from accounting to tax to finance to everything everything in between. I'm excited to be on the faculty and ready to get started. All right. So we're just going to do a little bit of not really housekeeping, but just quickly tell everybody what Accounting High is. We've got a lot of stuff that we're doing at Accounting High. This is the first ever assembly. So we're just kind of telling you guys real quick, little housekeeping announcements kind of. We've got Accounting High Television. We've got a new lineup of classes or courses or hallways. Everything at Accounting High is sort of like in the back of the classroom type stuff or in the hallways type talk, the stuff that you're going to get outside of the classroom. So it is sort of a play on that. Um, we're doing fun stuff like the tournament. If you, anybody saw the Accountant Bracket Challenge last year, that is something we're going to do again this year. And it's going to be dope again. It was a lot of fun. We're going to do more of these assemblies. This is the first one of many. Going to have more music videos pr premiere. At the end of the assembly, at the 50-minute mark, after all the education, we got a special musical guest, OKR, as you see on the top right there. I'm working on the logo, but it's a work in progress. So let's get started. Anybody else have anything to say? You guys are all part of this accounting high thing. I know, Ashley, I said you're a substitute, but anybody have any quick like things that I might not have mentioned? We're good? No. Let's do it. Well, you nailed it. On. That was record time. Let's go. <laughs> I'm trying to keep this quick. We're going to kick this off. Oh, no. We have some horror stories. What did we say and what did we promote? What were we talking about all week is all the horror stories that we're going to hear about AI and how scary it is. AI the monster. So let's get started and let's talk about it. I'm scared of the monster. Are you using that monster at your firm? Kayla, are you using AI in your accounting practice? I mean, we're using it a little bit. So one of the reasons that... I feel really excited to be here and represent kind of the lay person in AI is because we know just enough, like from following all of you and getting all of the details about how we could use AI, but haven't really jumped all the way into the pool of the ways that it could probably support us better. So I would say the best ways that we use AI are to start our emails. Um, so the very basic, like, type into chat GPT or something similar to be able to just get some of the ideas off my brain. As many of you probably have similarly, my brain is constantly doing this. And I know the thing that I want to say, but I can't really get all of the words together to say it in a way that is both understandable, um, tactful, because my natural me is not always that nice. So let them be nicer for me, but also just making sure that we're including all of the things that we mean to include. Again, when your brain is bouncing a lot, it's easy to forget things that you meant to include there. So being able to drop in all of the details of what I want to get out and let them make it pretty for me. And then I can go back and tweak. And then I would say the other way that we use it in the practice is setting up pitches or you know, an event that I'm going to do or a webinar that I'm going to host or something like that, where again, I know overall what it's going to be about. But Scott, to your point, sometimes I can't really articulate that to the audience that I want to. So being able to, again, use their words as a starting point to say, I've got this jumble, straighten that out a little bit for me. And then I can take that and put it into my own voice to be something that is really understandable and beautiful for the people that I'm trying to present it to. That's a it's a great kickoff. So you kicked off the conversation. Do you have anything to add to this? Let's say, you know, 
Corey, you have streams. You're probably using a lot of AI there. It's a lot of its automations. What what are you doing using AI for at Yale's practice? So Growth Lab is an accounting practice. I'll just go ahead and. Uh... Well, I like what Sheila said, and I think it's uh, I'd like to like expand on that. Like AI was not just to write the email, but it was to write the email when you had additional context. Um, I think that's the key. Like AI is. AI is not just chat GPT, right? So that's, I think, what a lot of people just kind of assimilate these things with, and it's not just that. But I actually don't always recommend to my team to use AI to write email, except in Keela's position there. Like, when you have a thought, you're just trying to reframe it, right? It's too easy to, like, go off the, go into a rabbit hole and just, like, okay, AI, write me an email to a client, and then you're spending the next 45 minutes rewriting it and, like, redoing the prompt when you could have just written it yourself, right? Um, so I think it's all done in context. A lot of what we do, which we'll kind of touch on later today, is like all about using AI in the workflow, not just in its own like discrepate silo. Yeah, yeah. Um, as a speaker for the people, um, when you say the AI is not just ChatGPT, because I think that's where most of us who are not integrated into it automatically lean to like something is generating language for me. What other examples are there of AI that we might be using? And I'm just not calling it AI because I didn't know that that's what it actually meant. I mean, the first one I personally think of is think of like any one of these call or meeting transcription services, right? Like we use Fireflies internally, right? But what do they do? They take the recording, they generate the transcript, and then they summarize it to you using AI to summarize it into a like a, a, a summary output, right? So there's a, we're all using AI, right? Um, QuickBooks has been using AI for a while now with, say, matching matching deposits to invoices, right? Like that's, in a way, a form of AI. Byron, you don't have an accounting practice, but what ways are you using AI? So I, I think the example of, you know, the meeting tools is a really good example. One of the things that I've been trying to, and Ashley can probably chime in on this, I've been trying to find some good uses of Microsoft Copilot, which is the the Microsoft AI. You know, I think a lot of that is, you know, similar to Corey mentioned, like meeting summaries. How about email summaries? Being able to use it to summarize those things now. I use a lot of different tools, and I would say I'm not as deep into the Microsoft suite. So I'm probably not using it the ways that it could be used. In fact, on that note, I think I'll actually kick it over to Ashley because she's deeper into the suite and also running a firm. We all know Ashley's running her life on AI, let alone her practice, but let's hear it. Ashley. I just want to reiterate to Byron that the fact that he won't give me his login to his Microsoft so I could use Copilot <laughs> is a beef that we're going to have to talk about later. Um, oh, you don't have Copilot and he does? This is a war. Uh, right, right. So I have Copilot in the Power Platform. So to use for Power Automate and to use to set up Power Apps, but I don't have it for MS365 and the release uh, they you have to have 300 seats. And so, anyway. And for, the, for the layperson. Oh, like, yeah. What, what does this even mean? We're hearing more now. Let's We've talk got about meeting. This. Okay. Yeah. So, I was definitely about to be like, English, please. Right? So sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So think about, like, in everyone who has Microsoft Suite here, Microsoft products, you are almost always going to be in Excel or you're going to be in Outlook. And if you use like one of the other products, it's probably like PowerPoint. And then if you use Word, you're going to fight with it because it's not going to like work right. So Copilot is an AI for each of those applications. There are more than 100 Copilots and an AI for each application that you open up this window and instead of sitting there in your Excel schedule being like, oh, shoot, how do I do this formula or how do I summarize this data, you can ask the AI to do it for you. But even beyond that, it reaches across 
other pieces, other places, like other parts of your Microsoft ecosystem. So all of my documentation is in SharePoint. And what they're saying now, and like I've seen some of this functionality popping up, is that if you have an appointment in Outlook, it can reach over to your SharePoint and be like, hey, I see you have this appointment coming up. These documents look relevant to it. And I think about I think about our practices and how much documentation we get for clients. Like we get so much documentation, whether it's relevant or it's not. <laughs> and we spend so much time parsing and digging through that documentation to find that one piece of information that one time. And then do we need to go back and get it again? It takes so much time to do that. So like thinking about just copilot that's a that's the promise of copilot but that's the promise of ai in general like copilot is just the first one that's like out there and doing it although google is coming out with their own products but can you imagine as a practitioner not having to dig through all of those beautiful file structures you created so that you could find this document again, but you can't remember what you named it. And it was probably in like 2017. So not having to do that, just having the AI do that for you. And not only that, have it summarize that document and create an email to send to the client. Like, That's like four or five different assistants that are handling. <gasps> I don't even know what I do with my time. Like, I don't even know what I'm going to be doing. Like, <laughs> I'm just going to retire. I'm going to just be like, okay, I just do it all for me and I will be the face of my practice and I'll get to talk to my clients again as opposed to being like, okay, so you sent me three out of five of those pages and those were for 2022 and I need them for 2023 and they were all in JPEG. Can you just imagine like the like how close we're going to be? Like we're going to be able to get back to that place that we were with our clients before like technology got in our way. In a way. Wow. Sorry, that was a lot, but yeah, that's copilot right there. That's and dope. That's just what that's just like that's going to be that's going to be our future. Well, it's our you past know? too. A lot of us grew up on Microsoft like and I I'm on Apple mostly now, but I grew up on a PC. I think most accountants are all on PCs 95% probably or more. Um so it's always been our lives. We've been using Microsoft products all the time. So getting back to that, at least for somebody like me, would be pretty, that's that's awesome. And now we're going right back into Ashley because it ties in directly to what you just said. You teed yourself up here. Awesome. Ashley, is AI going to replace us? Is it going to replace us? Oh my gosh. I don't know. We all just got, I mean, I just got done with tax season. So I would like to be replaced, but... Um, <laughs> But the thing is, is like, uh, no, it's not going to replace us. So like I said, my background is in tax and tax is one of the more challenging places for AI to like get into. But when you think about all of the tasks that we do in a practice, as an accounting practice, we are, it is made up, it is built of a whole bunch of different tasks, Right. And so we, the, like the number of tasks that we have started to become responsible for has proliferated, become more complicated. It has exceeded what I would say it can really be expected of a you know, normal human. So I don't think AI is going to replace humans because we still have a lot to do. AI is going to replace all of that proliferation of work, that all those extra tasks, the complexity that has just expanded since I've even started in this profession, if it could just take up like 60% of all of the nonsense work that I do, leave me 40% to do what I do, but then also spend time with my clients. I mean, they're not going to value a relationship with AI. They value the relationship with me, but I don't, you know, if I'm busy doing dumb stuff, then how, how am I going to Spend that time with them. I agree with what you said, Ashley. Like the focus here is not to just replace humans; it's to like refocus attention on other things that we all want to do. Whether that be with working with 
clients or something else that we're all passionate about. But I think it's not to replace people. I agree. I think very much like AI is actually most successful when there's a human in the loop, right? When there's actually someone involved in the process. Um, that's what AI is actually even successful to begin with. That was poll number one for everybody that is concerned. (laughs) I see that coming up a lot. That was poll number one. Keila, go ahead. Oh, no. One of the things I was just going to add to that is I think that if you change your mindset around it, it makes you less scared so that you can use it to actually support you. A lot of people that are not using it, I'm thinking about, yeah, we use Otter AI and some of those other like things that are doing AI stuff for us that I didn't realize, but it does make me able to provide a more white glove experience for my clients because that's not the stuff that I'm spending my time touching. And I think if more of us just kind of embrace that as the idea that this is really just another tool to support the work we're doing and not a threat to us as experts, we could really do a lot more with it. Well, you know, to that point, Kilo, I mean, I, I, I really have to wonder, you know, back in the, when Lotus one, two, three was introduced for anybody else with gray hair on here, you, you might've heard it. And, uh, was everybody panicking that like Lotus one, two, three was going to replace humans because all of a sudden we weren't using 10 column ledger paper. Um, I thought that was a show on HBO or a flower. It is a flower and, and a, a counting show contact one, two, three or something. But yeah, I mean, they're early spreadsheets. So I honestly get a little bit frustrated with this question because, I mean, number one, specific to the accounting profession, I've not met an accountant in 20 years that is bored and doesn't have something better to be doing professionally than what they do today. So this is a tool that should allow us all to be more productive on the things that we prefer doing specific to the accounting profession. But two, this is the part of innovation, the, that where we get tools that replace what is labor intensive today that frankly, 20 years ago, it was a totally different set of labor intensive things that we were doing. And it, you know, so replacing humans is just a a concern that if you are sincerely concerned that your role is going to be replaced, I highly recommend you write down the list of things that you do that are valuable. Because if that list can be replaced by AI, sign up for kitchen table, uh, automations and start figuring things out because it's time to start learning some new skills. Dope, dope. Great, great segue. This was a great segue into the next section. So Corey Kanoyer. So Corey is of Streams, formerly AppStream, powered by the Growth Lab. Corey, what are some practical use cases of this AI from a productivity and workflow perspective, considering you're the workflow king too. It's, let's hear it. What you got? I think it comes back to what I said earlier, which is uh, human in the loop approach to this. AI cannot work by itself in a silo. Like It's not going to be as successful as if there is a human involved in that. So I think one thing I'd like to focus on is the differentiation between AI and automation, because I think that that also gets confused and kind of consolidated a lot. And those are two arguably very different ends of the spectrum. How I've always thought of it for context is, you know, you have a workflow and you may be able to automate steps in that workflow, right? AI kind of sits on top of your workflow to give you more context or more details or more more, uh, content, right? So don't kind of confuse those two things. Um, I think that's worth noting, but I mean, I'll go from a suggestive approach to this answer. You hear a lot of people talking on panels, and that's why I like everyone here, is we want to talk about practical use cases. A lot of the panels are always talking about like these far-fetched, like, look at what we could do here and look at what we can do here, and like these like extreme, like hypothetical ideas of what AI can produce. And I think that scares a lot of people away from like actually wanting to implement that in their workflow. I think my suggestion is start small in your workflow, right? Like Kilo use Otter, right? I use Fireflies, like note takers, right? Like start small, start experimenting with AI there. I think that's when people start to get more comfortable in their workflow and you're going to be more likely to actually embrace it and want to leverage it elsewhere. I like other pieces of 
AI and workflows that are more logic-based, so more data analysis, right? So get a Google Sheet and have it analyze it for you, right? Like those time-consuming tasks that are logic-based, like start small, build those things into your workflow. Um, the sky's the limit on this, so don't try and don't try and move too fast. So Byron, what you got? You got any uh, practical use yeah. cases? Productivity? Yeah, I got plenty. Uh, I'll just share two quickly. One, data analysis. I actually, for anybody who participated in the tournament last year, you might remember we did a survey at the end of the tournament and we had a ton of data that came in through the survey. And, you know, honestly, when it ended last year, like we kind of looked at it, we went through it and like kind of made some quick assumptions, but I took that information and I loaded it into ChatGPT's data analysis tool this week, just this week. And it was like, all right, I looked at it. Can I give you some insights? I was like, yes, please. And it started like rattling off insights. And then like you just start asking questions. And it's like, let me do this. Let me do this. And so the data analysis stuff is think about like your MailChimp newsletter reports or, you know, these things where you just get spreadsheets of stuff. And I've did it with MailChimp and it was like, you know what time you get the best open rate? And it told me that, you know, what words result in the best open rate? And it told me that like pretty rad stuff. The second thing, and Corey, you started off about like the distinction between AI and automation. It is important, but let me tell you, leveraging AI to build automations is next level. So if you play with Zap or you don't, but you think you might want to or make slash Integramat and you're like, Hmm, I'd love to create an automation that will read my emails and anything that's a newsletter, move it here. And I know we can do rules, but this is a very simple example. Go in there and type it out in like the dumbest words you can, like you were asking a four-year-old how to accomplish it, and it will give you the steps. It is like, I've built some automations recently that last year I couldn't have built. Because you get in there and I'm pulling in like API stuff that you didn't think existed or was even accessible just because ChatGPT, like I ask it the dumbest questions and it gives me the answers. Ashley, how about you? you you've been very public about your workflows and how you do these things, but why don't you talk to us about what you did for your vacations recently? Yeah. So one of the things that I think we overlook a lot of times in using these technologies is how it can improve our personal lives. Because the dream is, is that AI like expands so much that I actually have a personal life and then I can do stuff with it. So once that dream is achieved, I went in to ChatGPT, and there's a question in in the chat about what is ChatGPT, and Holly, it's one of the, it is, I don't know if it's the first, but it is the first popular chat AI platform, not the first AI platform, because AI has been around a while, but they built it so that normal humans like us can chat with the AI and kind of like having your brain on the outside of your body, but it's not really your brain. So I asked ChatGPT, I was like, hey, ChatGPT, I'm a tax professional that specializes in ultra high net worth individuals and trusted seats. And so here are the kinds of tax returns that I work on. Please look at the calendar for 2024 and let me know when all of my due dates are. Um and it came back with the due dates. I'm like, great. Tell me when would be the best time for me to pick vacations. I want to go on five week-long vacations. And so it chose some dates. If you use 3.5, folks, that's the free chat GPT platform. If you use 3.5, it cannot do math. It cannot do dates. But the Plus platform can do some math and dates. So I was like, okay, great. Here are the dates. The other thing that I want to encourage people when they're thinking about using AI is it feels like 100% of our biggest problem is communication. It's not like tax complexity. It's communicating with our clients, communicating with our staff, communication. So 
this is a communication bot. I was like, please create me an email template to send out to my clients one month beforehand to let them know I'll be out of the office. Please create an email template one week beforehand. Let them know I'm out of the office. Please create an email template response to that one client that always shows up two days before the office is going to be closed and has an emergency that needs to be handled in the next 72 hours or else everything will be a disaster. Please create an email template for that person too. Create the email template. Please create a page for my client handbook so it's in there as well so they can't say you never told me. And it created that as well. So I just knocked out four different pieces of communication that I would have had to create from scratch each time killing brain cells. And I don't have enough brain cells to kill. I mean, I've been through TCGA 2017. I've been through all that. So I set myself up on the front end to have answers to questions that I knew already were going to come up. Okay, so ChatGPT set me up on the front end to have answers to questions that were going to come up. This has all been amazing. I love all of the positives. And now we're going to get to some scary stuff. And that's our final segment of the day. So let's talk about the scary. Let's have Byron lead us off with, let's just talk about security in this and and the concern that everything is out there, right? So let's all understand the fact that ChatGPT now has all the data of everybody that's been using it and they own that data. What's the concern here? Well, okay. So I do want to preface because we won't have enough time to cover all of it. Jason Stats did a really great episode just this week. Uh, I think it was this week covering all of this. And it, I mean, he explained this in such like clear, very specific explanation. I couldn't do it myself. So I would highly recommend listen to that episode because it's really good. It was hilarious too. So I always I'm looking forward to it. Now I'm going to listen to <laughs> I, it. Yeah. Oh, well, it, he had a, I, I won't spoil it, but he had somebody else on there who did a really good job of asking all of the questions that everybody's thinking about in their mind. Nope. And so, it's, if you don't know who Jason Stats is, he has a couple of things. But if you go to YouTube, he has a Jason Daily channel. And then I think his channel is called Jason, Jason Stats CPA, right? Well, it's Jason, Jason CPA. CPA. Yeah, Jason he doesn't even CPA, use stats, yeah. which is the he funniest yeah, he's, part he's of he's all like of share. it. He's like, share. He <laughs> doesn't even have. So Jason I would Daily. recommend... I think it happened. I think it was he almost won a tournament. Like, I think most everybody, if they know about a tournament, they all yeah. know. Yeah. So let's yeah. let's but let's talk about at least yeah. the, these concerns so, here. Let's um sure they are fair concerns. So I, I don't want to belittle any of those concerns. And it's good that people are asking, so you should educate yourself. One, chat GPT, you have control over whether or not what you share in chat GPT trains the model. And if if anybody has concerns about that, you can go into your settings and you can turn on or off whether or not what you put into the system trains the model. So that is one element of that, let's call it data privacy concern that, that people have. The second concern is around the information that is shared and whether or not that private information is allowed to be or legally should be shared. And, you know, these laws around that are complicated, but, you know, what a lot of people look at is towards, you know, the the California security and privacy rules. And basically what it comes down to is if there is anything that's generally considered private information, you probably should avoid putting it into those systems. Now, you can... For example, the survey information that I put up there. I didn't put everybody's email address in. I only put the survey results in. When I did the looked at a MailChimp thing, again, I wasn't sharing anybody's email address. It was just the email subject lines and things like that that were put out there. Even if you wanted to put 
some sort of financial records in there, as long as it is not identifiable information, you can still use the GPT data analysis to put that information in there and do analysis. So every different system is going to have different security around it. The Microsoft Copilot, the enterprise version, is going to be a big unlock because that is actually going to allow you to, to have good security and privacy around that information and allow you to use it with your enterprise data without having the same concerns of privacy and security that you would with a, a public utility AI, if you would. So, you know, th the reality is, I don't think anybody should avoid it just because of these concerns. You should just look both ways before you cross the road. Take a look at the preferences and settings, read the information about it, and you know, educate yourself as to what can and cannot be used. But it, it's kind of the same principle as email. And I'm gonna say probably 800 out of 800 people on here email things you're not supposed to email. But good hygiene around email is you do not email things that have social security numbers in them. You don't email credit card information. You don't email banking information. Technically, you should not even email a W-9 because of the amount of information that is on there. How many of you emailed a W-9 this past week? So think about good email hygiene. And that's kind of similar to a lot of these things that we should be thinking about with you putting our information or our customers' information into a tool like this. We should have a new segment, accounting hygiene, accounting uh, email hygiene. Um, oh. Something I was going to add real fast because we talked about it earlier with the transcription services that I didn't know when I started using it is that they will show up in my place. And so if you have it connected to meetings for you as a host of a meeting or you as an attendee, just be aware of what is recording um, and transcribing if you don't know. So I know sometimes, you know, you'll host a meeting where everybody who comes can just come in and you don't have to let people in. And if that's the case, just know that you might be led a transcription service recording what you're saying even though you weren't aware that that's what was happening. Um, and then same with you as a person, know that you could be sending out kind of a bot in your place to be recording what somebody else is saying. Um, and I had this come up with stuff like board meetings or sensitive subjects where you start on a business call, you revert to talking about something personal and it all it's all getting captured by this AI bot on your behalf. I think what's worth people looking into as they're going down this uh, journey is looking at, because chat GPT is like the universal term people use now for AI, right? And it's just like one of the- it's like one the of the It's like Xerox. Yeah. 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 And, but a lot of other platforms past just the chat GPT interface use chat GPT, or that's at least how they brand it, right? But what's worth people noting is the open AI, which is the company that owns ChatGPT. ChatGPT is more of the consumer interface for all of us. If we just go on that website, I saw it come across like, what is ChatGPT? The URL is like openai.chat.com or something like that, right? But what's worth going there for is some of these other tools may say that they're using ChatGPT. That's more of a branding, but what they're really using is the API behind the scenes. And I bring this up because the AI or the API does not train the model by nature, right? If you're using that API, so some of these other platforms, even though they say they're using ChatGPT, it may not be training the model by nature. So it's worth going to these other platforms to understand that. You say training the model and you've lost me already. <laughs> what does that, <laughs> did we already cover this? I think it's a lot of people's concerns. So training the model, right? ChatGPT is really just to oversimplify. It's a, it's a language model, right? It's an it's a extensive database, right, for lack of a better term. And some of the information that you do put in ChatGPT could potentially update that database, right? And as Byron was saying, you have the ability to say, don't update the database, right? I mean, I'm kind of changing the terminology here to make it simplified. But that's what training the model does, right? So if you do put in personal and sensitive information, you do want to make sure you do what Byron said, which is go on the back end, make sure you're not feeding it and saving the data. 
Ashley got anything about this um, concerns? Okay. So here's the thing. I don't use a lot of plugins and okay, so y'all, if you use ChatGPT Plus, which you should be using because ChatGPT 3.5 can't do math and we're in accounting, then you have opportunities to uh, pull in a plugin, which is like, you know how you're on your phone, you have your phone and then you have apps on your phone that do stuff. So a plugin is like an app on your phone. You pull it in from like a third party. But you know how there are some apps out there that you look at them and they're super duper duper shady and they say they do something, but you get it on your phone and it starts sending out all your personal data to like back to the homeland. Don't like, I don't use plugins that I don't know who created them and they're amazing and they're brilliant and I don't trust them because I don't, I want to know who else can see my data. Because at that point, OpenAI can see your data and the plugin can see your data. The other thing is, is that being enterprise chat is, okay, we haven't talked about being chat yet. Being chat, being chat. is another face. So like chat GPT is a face. Being chat is a face, like the face you talk to, but it doesn't have a face. It has so and a name. bad analogy. It's like it's like the thing that you talk to. That's like the face of the the robot brains, right? It has the option for five dollars a month to purchase Bing Enterprise Chat, and for five dollars a month, you get the GPT four engine, which is what I was just talking about. Can do math and stuff like that. You get a little bit saltier of an interface. Like this interface has. Like if chat GPT is like a golden retriever, Bing chat is like your cat, but your data stays inside of your organization. And so you can have like long, robust conversations about all of your feelings about your clients and it does not get trained into the model. And when we talk about training the model, I like to think of it like, you know, when you make a smoothie and you put in like the water, and then you put in the spinach, and then you just have watery spinach. When you train a model, it's like putting in the spinach, and then you put in like the banana, and then you put in like the protein powder, and then you and you just like keep turning it until it becomes like something different and more robust. So they're just putting your data into like the AI AI smoothie, and it gets all turned up like that. Byron's so dogs you, do not like this. This this comment so here. Sorry, the, the stomachs the are turning comment. with the smoothie. Yeah. It was the cat comment. I know it was. Been. So just think of like we interact in our profession. We have so many tiny third-party tools that we interact with that we're like, fingers crossed that someone doesn't trip and fall and lose the hard drive that they carry around with all of our client data. So just feel like OpenAI is a huge company with robust security protocols. Microsoft is a huge company. Their whole thing is that this is going to be secure and your data is going to stay inside. Just know who you're working with because there's a lot of shady characters out there. So, Well, I love this. This has been beautiful. So Randy Crabtree had a conference in Chicago and this is his music video for Bridging the Gap Conference. They're probably going to have it again next year. So this is sort of like a preview because it might be a lot of the same people, but nobody's seen the full video. I did some clips of the uh, trailer, but this is the full video premiere. All right. Here's live. a full video, folks. Lots of friends in this video. When I started my firm, I had no idea what I was doing. I took everybody that would pay me when I started Tremere and found a niche got me so invigorated link arms with colleagues will bridge generations the ultimate conference come on let's go to the city that's windy city of chicago unique cpa con the first time in real life people in the county. This profession is changing rapidly. Why don't we talk to people who are leaders in this industry? I want to learn. This is not going to ruin our clean reading. We found Dan Hood of Accounting Today. Crypto clown tech guru Matthew May. 
Black Proud, Supergirl, Niall Carter Gray, Virtual Nope, Shot Town, Fly Midway. We got Dark Horse, Bound and Chase, Berkey, Don Brolin, Al Colton, Randy Crabtree, Josh Lance, John Garrett, David Leary, Bridging Generations, Elevating Equality, Live, Learn, Lead, Kim L. Taylor, LinkedIn Niche, King Terrell Turner, TikTok Star, Duke Moore, Amy Better, Geraldine Carter, Earmarks, Blake Oliver. Unique CPA, 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 now unique CPA, 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 now unique CPA, 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 now mental health tech, innovate, growth code. Attendees, ready, be present, bear witness. Keynotes to transform their business. Sessions focused on burnout awareness, mental health care, emotional fitness. Allow yourself a little space and the know-how. Case studies, presentations, we'll show how. Our show's designed to open minds now. Grow inside, it's time, let's powwow. Randy, tax credits, he profits. Randy, try merit, he found it. Randy, stroke surviving son of a Used to be a people-pleasing workaholic Unique CPA, CPA, CPA now Unique CPA, CPA, CPA now Unique CPA, CPA, CPA now CPA, CPA, CPA now. Unique CPA, CPA, CPA now. Unique CPA, CPA, CPA now. Mental health tech, innovate, growth cards. It's always been about educating the profession. Technology, mental health, burnout. Niche, niche, niche. There's two goals of the show. One, we educate. Two, we laugh. I don't know. I should listen to the show someday. Lucky me, rapping is my ability, but accounting provides me stability. My team allows me flexibility, debit, assets, and credit liability. My squad, I love them because they love me. Long gone are the times when they bug me. Feeling good, only blue skies above me. Speaking the truth, Crabtree gonna hug me. There's a show that everybody gotta know. Keep you entertained, it's kinda like the radio. Unique CPA live in the studio. Accounting highs where your bottom line will grow. One, we educate. Two, we laugh. Look at you, you are well educated. <laughs> I'm halfway done with my first. I might be getting a third beer before we're done. We got Andy Lassies and our niece Jones. Real estate CPA, Gustos Willow. Acuity Cheese, Kenji Kuramoto. With annoying rapper Scotty OKR Scarano. Find joy with Breakaway star Chris Keats. Deploy templates with Miss Parks Kelly. Big boy fintech exec Michael Lee. Mind sex and race gaps are H. Axe fishy. Realize AI hack J stats. Find Berger Connect showcase facts. Davis Chat Accelerate, Automate Tax, come on everybody, innovate, have impact. Unique CPA, 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 my show. CPA, 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 my show. CPA, 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 my show. Help tech, innovate, broadcast. Our show. CPA now. It's not mine, it's the world show. CPA now. There'll be one bleep you have to do, and it wasn't me. Yeah, Scarano. Nope. Ladies and gentlemen, if you did not love that video, something is wrong with you. Ooh, thanks. That Indeed. Was cool Scott, we are at time. And folks, we at CPA Academy are going to wrap things up as well. Unless you have any closing remarks for us, Scott. Nope. All right. Glad All you right. guys liked it. Thank you all for coming. Thank, Thank you, you everybody. Our today. faculty is esteemed and they're amazing. Thank you, guys. Cloud accounting, see you way back to desktop accounting, advisory and tech apps adopt, went solo with the rap, Scotty's still the same, Raleigh is the spot where I edutain, follow me, follow me, follow me, follow me on a path to fulfillment, two trizzes, the yizzes, first the mindset shift, so you ain't holding yourself back, find software to avoid those simple tasks, we'll define cast and automate tax, cause we hope to educate and lead with impact, yeah, scope creep team management, your timesheets impeding the relationship, let's play the accounting game, Game. Accounting 
It's the cloud to the ground, niching out sourcing, techie tax talking, increasing gross margins, automating back a house and learning blockchain, leadership tips with Coach Nick's McKenzie, like, share, connect, comment, follow this, and subscribe to our podcast, next one we drop, cause you know it don't stop, it's 24-7 on the accounting highlight, TikTok clips don't watch, just some shitty tax talk. Cleaning up accounting with a bucket and a mop Then we lean back and nod Cause the class is about to start at Accounting High Scotty, OKR Now just toss your hands above your head in despair And wave them all around like you're losing your hair Yeah, roll up a seat, it's a pleasure to meet Don't hold your breath, cause Scotty's on the beat My bank feeds ain't broke My firm's on autopilot, now I'm on stage Growth With accounting high right behind me And go find your niche, you don't have to remind me Tapping that, mashing that 10 key They want a rapper that can balance books And guess what? He is I and I am him, slim with a pseudonym. Let's play the accounting game. Okay, rapper. While you're here, don't forget to follow us on Spotify or subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you may be listening to us right now so you don't miss out on any new episodes. Share this episode on social media, tagging us at Accounting High. And feel free to leave us a five-star review letting us know how the school year is treating you.